What is going on, everybody? This is another episode of Stories with Ice Cold Drew. We are live. We are from Mexico. now i'm trying to sneak this pod in trying to sneak it in y'all my friday my saturday were all bunched up my whole week was bunched up had to find some time here on saturday to bust out a pod yo my uh my girlfriend's aunt's house they got a dog chasing me down so if i if you hear me screaming you hear me heavy breathing i promise you the screams are me and the breathing's a dog. But um, she's a good girl. Um, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? I just flew in from Cleveland, Ohio yesterday, last night. Um, I had booked this trip um, with my dad, some of his lifelong buddies, and my younger brother. So six of us, we planned a trip to go to Cleveland back in back in March and I've since moved so yesterday was kind of a nightmare driving back from LAX I was taking like shuttles taxis I was taking like scooters across town you know what I mean just to get back to my car just to drive another hour plus to get home but hey we made it we made it um I do have to say that I prefer Los Angeles over Cleveland Ohio for all the people who saying that Midwest is the best no it's not you need to expand your horizons. Um, I do like Chicago as a city. I, Cleveland is okay. Um, one thing I will say about Cleveland, for those of you who've never been, um, the weather is so bipolar. It's crazy. <laughs> it is so fucking bipolar over there. Um, so when I, when I first arrived on Monday, it was like nice and sunny, right? A little humid, but nice and sunny. Tuesday, overcast. Thunder, lightning, rain. Okay. Wednesday, flooding, thunderstorm, torrential downpour. Hurricane Hillary followed us. Right? And I swear, like, I was there for five days. Every day was thunder and lightning. Every day. And at night, just nine hours of thunder and lightning. <laughs> and then uh, the final day we were there, Thursday night, I'm sleeping, right? It's like 1230 in the morning. And my phone makes a crazy ass noise, like the like the alert emergency noise. So um, we got a tornado warning. So we are standing in an Airbnb just outside of downtown, and this place had a huge basement that was like a tornado shelter. So we all went down there and hung out for forty five minutes while waiting for the tornado to pass. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I was there for freaking five days. I don't want to know what it's like for a full year. That place is so unpredictable. And there's like two things to do out there. And the worst sports teams, right? Like they had, they, they, I mean, they're so bad. They had, they had LeBron, they lost him. 
like the Cleveland Cavaliers, they suck. <laughs> Every year they suck. <clears throat> and they barely won one championship for having the greatest player, possibly top three of all time. They only got one championship from them. And that's kind of sad. The Guardians, Indians, whatever the hell their baseball team is, they suck. They've always sucked. Um, the fans don't even care about the game. It's so funny. I'm a Dodger fan, and it was like all Dodger fans of the game. They were just, I'm like, why are you here? You don't even care if your team wins or loses, and they're probably going to lose, which they did. So, and they used to be the Indians. They're one of those teams that, like, changed their name to the Guardians. Who knows why? Who knows for what reason? See, we're authentic, baby. We are in Mexico. We're here. We are in Mexico. Don't worry. It's just a caravan driving by. No worries. Everyone stay safe. No, we're, um, I'm outside right now. Um, and it's like 97,000 degrees outside. Humid as hell. I got bit by like 18 mosquitoes already while standing here. Um, but yeah, Cleveland people, they're like San Diego fans. They don't give a shit about sports. I'm surprised they even have a sports team. They should just be like, hey, if you want to root for a team, just root for Cincinnati or just root for Chicago. Like Cleveland has no business having any sports teams. The only business they have having sports teams is the Cleveland Browns, I guess. Because the Cleveland Browns are like their squad, right? They're the dog pound. And the stadium is actually pretty cool. It's right on the water. So I thought that was pretty cool. The stadium looks pretty nice. It looks like it was built like, like very minimalist, right? Their baseball stadium and their, their football stadium look like they were just like like $100 million to make, right? Then you look at SoFi Stadium, it was like $4 billion, whatever the cost was. So SoFi Stadium is better than any stadium I've ever seen in my life, and it's probably 100 times, 1,000 times better than the uh, Paul Brown or whatever the hell the Brown's name of their stadium is. I mean, you're named after, you know, doo-doo. You're not going to be that great. Just change their logo to a dog, right? They're the dog pound. They have pit bulls, and they look all very aggressive, but they have brown hounds. Put the dog in the helmet. Let the let the, the freaking opponent know you got that dog in you, right? <laughs> but um, I had a sneak out. I'm in the backyard. You know, my, my, my girlfriend's family, they're all inside. Um, but Mexico, man, they got the tacos over here, man. They got the tacos. We just got some tacos. I'm loaded up right now. I smoked a little, ate a little. Now I'm chalking a little. I'm chatting with y'all. No, but Cleveland, man, Cleveland was cool. You know, the, the take, big takeaway was life is short. I always appreciate time with my dad. If you guys are listening out there, you guys don't talk to your dad or you're upset about something that he may have done in the past, get over it, you know? I don't know everybody's circumstance. I was mad at my dad quite a bit growing up because he worked a lot. He worked a lot and didn't want to deal with shit when he got home. Came home, wanted food, sleep. Anything going on with me, any little thing, he wouldn't be there. But, you know, as I got older, I said, listen, my dad was doing his best. His idea of love was, you know, putting food on the plate, putting a, uh, getting us in a house, putting a roof over our head. And if you ask my dad, that's the same way he was raised, right? My grandpa didn't show him any love. My grandpa was hard, you know, and you only, I guess you learn what you're shown. Me, I try to take a little bit away from it. I say, listen... I could see what my dad's doing, but I also know if I have a family of my own, what not to do, right? So um, that was cool. And my dad's friends are all characters, right? They're all like 
older, late 60s dudes all stuck in their ways. Then they're always, they're always complaining about something. They're like, oh, you know, what's your A1G? They're asking about, talking about their cholesterol and their blood pressure and their heart rate. I'm like, dude, I talk about my heart rate now. But they're like, oh, my leg, oh, my arm. You know, one of the guys, he's like, I'm just a fat old man. I'm like, relax, dude. I'm like, we're just walking. You're like, you walk from the living room to the kitchen and you're out of breath. Like, relax. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I would, I would listen. I would recommend go to Cleveland if you want something low-key. You want something cheap. The, if you're a Dodger fan, go next year, by all means. Like, that stadium is so cheap. I was sitting, like, front row. And I paid like $60 for my ticket. And like we were talking to the players. We were engaged. You know, I was talking like Mookie Betts. I was talking to Freddie Freeman. Just chatting it up with them. Pretty cool. Um, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, the dog's back. Uh-oh, sorry. I put the phone near the dog's mouth and he decided, she decided to stop breathing. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, oh my God, I'm getting ripped apart by mosquitoes out here. Oh my, I think I have like four mosquito bites and standing out here. I got that sweet blood. No, um, no, I just ate tacos. I hope they die once they, uh, they taste the salsa in my blood. They're like, Ugh. but, um, yeah. So, you know, every week guys, I'm putting it out there for you guys. I know they just released the, uh, this is episode number eight, by the way. I know I mentioned it, but man, they, they putting out the Kobe statues. They put out that Kobe statue. That's going to be so sick. And the fact they're putting G on it, it's so sick. Um, they got I mean, they got to make it a little bit bigger than the other ones, right? They got magic. I mean, Kobe, come on, man. Kobe's the face of a city. You got you to gotta change it just to like Kobe Center. You know, because you, gosh, crypto's going under, right? Crypto.com. Didn't they like, they couldn't even afford that, right? They're like, yeah, we're dedicated for 30 years, 20 years. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, we don't. crypto's not doing anything. In crypto, dude. What do you, I don't even understand what crypto is. I don't, I do not understand it. Like you, I think of the matrix, right? You have like a computer database and you're like mining for like coin. What the fuck are you talking about? No idea. When I was on that train back in the day, I'm like, I gotta buy Ethereum. I gotta buy Dogecoin. I gotta buy Bitcoin. Yeah, I spent like $3,000 on it total. And then... Once it like it jumped a little bit, and I think I made like two hundred bucks, and then it like went down, so I only like I lost another hundred. I'm like I gotta sell everything. I had like an eToro account. I was like talking to people like I knew what the hell I was saying. I was like, yeah, you know, it's Ethereum. It's a, uh, I thought it's a gas. You know, I'm I'm buying and selling gases. They're like it's gas. I thought it was crypto. I'm like yeah, crypto's gas. Don't worry about it. I'm like, I purchased a little bit of hydrogen. You know what I mean? Um, forget about H2O. I bought, a, I bought some H2Os. No big deal. Water. It's essential. I don't think it's going to lose value. You start buying... Soon elements are going to be for sale. Watch. They're going to be like, can I buy oxygen? It's like, yeah, you can. $1,000 uh, for one oxygen. It's like, damn. But you know, it's going to be like... It's going to be worth it. So stupid, man. Um, but yeah, guys, like, I was thinking, man, 
I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. Every week I have stories for you. Every week I have people doing crazy things to me. It's wild. I do got to say, though, that when it's funny, it's like Mexico is a different country. When you come here, you go from, like, establishments. You go from, like, buildings that are made the right way to, like, shacks. (laughs) I'm not talking crap on it, you know? But, like, I just feel like if there's a storm, some of these places is going to, like, just collapse, like, tip over. Seems very dangerous. The roads haven't been paved since, like, 1961. So many potholes. I feel like I'm a target out here. I feel like I'm, like, a little white boy. And I feel like people are, like, they see me and they're like, oh, Americano, gringo. And they, like, always ask me for money. And I just, I give them, like, tacos and shit. Like, here, take a taco. Take a taco. But I am half Mexican. There we go. So you got, like, motorcycles and shit, like, caravans. You got, like, people. You can hear, like, gunshots next. Watch. Pow, pow, pow. I'm okay. That's the end of the podcast, right? Just three gunshots end it. Somehow, like, um, my girlfriend, like, comes over and, like, publishes this, this podcast. It's just called The Final Podcast. I'm like, damn, dude. It's like my tribute podcast. It's like, damn, dude. I remember Drew had that podcast. Eight episodes, dude. It's like a mini series about nothing. <laughs> I just learned all this stupid shit I didn't even want to know about Drew. Oh, uh, oh, oh my gosh. In sixth grade, he, uh, he got in a fight. Oh, my gosh. That's groundbreaking. Oh, my gosh. I, I think, guys... I'm going to send you a video. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post something here. I got like six bites on me. I'm getting ripped alive out here. Absolutely ripped. These mosquitoes are eating good out here. But um, and what else? What else can we talk about, man? What movies are out? Oh, shoot. I was on the plane. I was on the plane and like every flight was good. You know, right? So I flew from, I flew from Burbank to Dallas and then with my brother, we flew uh, Dallas to Cleveland. And both flights were a vibe, man. They were good. I was watching movies. You know, they have the TV and internet. You know, I was, you know, I got a beer. We're drinking beers, brewskis and shit. It's awesome. Now, on the way back, I don't know if it's just Houston or what, but I flew from Cleveland to Houston, which was pretty good. But the final flight, right, Houston to LAX, Ooh, man, these people got attitude on the plane For real People be like bumping into me Kicking the back of my seat They're Like little like little tiny women Trying to lift huge suitcases There was like three in a row I looked at the guy next to me I'm like, dude, are the vibes off on this flight? And he's like, yeah, dude, they're off He's like, I, my, my vibes are so low right now I'm like, me too, dude But comes with the territory, right? You're on the plane. You get three for four. I'll take that any day of the week. Um, oh, my gosh. I have, like, four mosquito bites. Goodness. But I'm going to keep just talking, and the dog's going crazy now. Dog's going crazy. But um, yeah, I was in LAX, and um, just a weird flight on the way back home. Nothing like the other story that I told you guys, but I had uh, I watched freaking um, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Here's, here's the thing with me. Jake Gyllenhaal, any movie he's in, I'm in. He's too good looking not to watch his movies, right? 
I don't give it. I, I, I own Brokeback Mountain. I own that movie. Because him and Heath, that's a power couple right there. I love that movie. You can't quit or I can't quit you. That's one of the best lines in all, in all of cinema. People say, man, Heath Ledger, Batman, pff, I miss him. And yeah, I miss him too, but I miss him for Brokeback. Ten things I hate about you, I miss Heath. But Jake Gyllenhaal, dude, Bubble Boy. Once that movie came out, dude, I was addicted. I'm like, this dude's got the bowl cut and the, like, the bright blue eyes. I'm like, Pfft. Donnie Darko? Pfft. Give me a break, dude. Love that movie. I remember working at Blockbuster. I had no idea what Donnie Darko was. It was all like a mysterious coverage. Shows Jake Gyllenhaal's face and he's like 21 in it. And I'm like, what the hell is this movie? And I, honestly, I still don't even know what the movie's about. I've seen it like two or three times. I can't tell you what it's about. But it's good. Freaking end of watch, dude. Oh my gosh. All those movies by... What's the director's name? Um, I'm drawing a blank. But my favorite... Listen, if you guys ever want to like give me a gift, just give me like a movie collection of like... Like movies about cops and gangs in LA. Those are my favorite movies. Training Day. Love that movie. Freaking End of Watch, love that movie. Street Kings, Keanu Reeves, Forrest Whitaker. That movie is a fucking shit. Um, there was another one that came out like during COVID. It was called the uh, the Tax Collector. And that movie was freaking crazy. It had Shia LaBeouf in it, and he went. He was a guy named Creeper. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Creeper." <laughs> and like, Shia LaBeouf's like so crazy in the head. He nailed the character. You're like, dude, is this, who is this guy? He like just became cre- he just became known as Creeper after that. That's why I won't see him in movies anymore. You'd be like, this summer, your favorite Transformers are back. Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Megan Fox, and Creeper. <laughs> it was tough, Holmes. Hey, man. Hey, Optimus, Holmes, I need your help, dog. These guys don't pay their taxes, Holmes. It's like, yo, Spider, it's like, my name is Bumblebee. Just playing the radio. I am Bumblebee. Yo, Spider. Who? Optimus, who is Spider, young boy? Yo, man. I will call you, whatever the kid's name is, I will call you Shia. Who's Shia, Holmes? This tattoo's permanent. No, but, um... All those movies are crazy. Remember, there was a movie, and we talked about Christian Bale before, right? Christian Bale. We've talked about him before. He has a movie called Harsh Times. Same director as all these movies. This is one director does all. Is it Anton Fuqua? No, it's not Fuqua. Gosh damn it, who is it? There's a movie called Harsh Times. And Christian Bale is like this... Um, party animal right he does like coke and he does drugs and smokes weed and just drinks during the day like he just drives around drinking and he's like kind of a fuck up but he's uh he's trying to become a cop and he um, has his buddy who's like married to Eva Longoria and she's like a lawyer and he's kind of like a bum too but anyways she's like you gotta find a job and he just cruises around with Christian Bale's character the whole time just causing hell and then Christian Bale tries to become a cop and it's just a long story about Christian Bale ruining his and his friend's life, basically. <laughs> but it's so good. 
I was like, dude, this movie is so freaking good. Especially the end. There's this, like, crazy part. I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. But, like, I watched it. My mouth open. I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, I guess we're done professionally, dude. Christian Bale got finished. Um, what other movies? Collateral? Dude, you guys remember fucking Collateral? Jamie Foxx? He looked like a nerd in that movie. He had, like, the freaking little glasses. Like, the little tiny, like, spectacles. And Tom Cruise had, like, the full gray hair. But he looked good. He like a silver fox. I'm like, oh, it's Tom Cruise. Any movie with Tom Cruise, dude. And people love to hate Tom Cruise because he's the best. He's a 5'6". He's a 5'6 king. Fucking Tom Cruise. Mission, dude, Mission Impossible. All nine of them. Good movies. Top Gun, dude, I cried during that movie. The second one. I cried. When, like, Miles Teller and Tom Cruise hugged at the end. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, hug that man. Like, understood and respected each other. I had that moment. I had that moment of, like, respecting an older man this week. So one of my dad's, one of my dad's buddies, I had never met him before. My dad's friends with this guy for 40 years. I've never met him before. So in my head, I'm like, are you guys really friends? Because I see, like, a lot of my friends a lot. And I've had, actually, I've had a friend few friends for like 30 years almost so when my dad tells me yeah i've been friends with them for 40 years i'm like i'm not impressed dude you guys met in your 20s i met some of my friends when i was eight so but i was i was out in cleveland and meeting these guys for the first time right like three of my dad's buddies and like i said they're all they all have their thoughts they're all they all they all talk a lot one of the guys i won't mention his name one of the guys it's like he fit the stereotype. I'm like, dude, old people, older, older people love to just fucking talk all the time. I love talking, but listen, I could take a hint. If somebody doesn't want to listen to me and you like have a conversation, I'll say, yeah, man, how are you? Doing well, how are you? And if somebody asks me a question about my life, yeah, I'll indulge them. But this guy just gave me so much information without even knowing who the heck he was. He just came up to me as like, like I woke up and I had said like, what's up? Nice to meet you. That's all I've said to him the whole trip. But he came up to me and he's like, I miss my son, man. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, do you have a son? How old's your son? Why do you miss your son? What's going on? Then he would just break into like a story about, he'd just break into a story about when he was like 28. And he's this guy's like, it's like 40 years ago. He's like, yeah, 40 years ago. I was at the circus disco. I'm like, this circus disco is real? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, is your brain functioning properly? You're just, you're just rattling off stories that mean nothing to me. He just name drop people. I have no idea what he's talking about. He's like, yeah, Ramon and Marcos, man. They were, uh, they, one night they were drinking. I'm like, who are these? Your brothers, your friends? I'm like, that was, but, uh. So that was him, and then and then the other one was just kind of like, just he didn't say shit. He was just like, hey, Drew. Just slowly trudge away. Everywhere we went, he'd like disappear. I had no idea where he went. Neither did anybody else. We're like, where'd he go? But there was one, like I said, I had this moment, right? Top Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun 2 moment where I respected him and he respected me. And if you, if anybody listening to this is in their 20s, 30s, and you don't have a guy who's not your dad where you can look in the eyes, get vulnerable, and hug them like they are your dad, I recommend you find it.
I recommend you search that out and you find it. <laughs> um, but um, he would wake up early and go on walks. So, like, he walked with me a few times. And then he was doing a puzzle. And then when I woke up, he'd be in the dining room doing his puzzle and we'd chat more. He was, like, my therapist for, like, three days. He just give me all this advice. Such good advice. He was talking to me. I was talking to him about, like, some of the hardships I have with, like, internal family stuff. And he, like, gave me good advice. I was talking to him about, like, my, um, like, some of the issues of my past. Holding on to things. He, like, gave me great advice. And then at the end, he's like, you know, he's about to leave. He's the first one to fly out. We all flew out, like, at 5. He had to leave, like, at 11 in the morning on Friday. And he came up to my room, and he was like, pleasure meeting you. I'd love to stay in touch. And I looked up. I said, me too. Then we hugged. We embraced as men. He had, like, a, he, had like he has, like, this huge mustache that, like, goes down to, like, um, he had, like, the walrus mustache, like, the overly long one that turns into kind of, like, a half beard. I'm like, dude, badass. All white hair. I start calling him Santa. I'm like, dude, what's up, Santa? No, but cool, dude. And, um, you know, it's always good to have people like that. They have a bunch of wisdom. They're chill. And there's a bond there, right? Like, I had a bond with my old boss. My old boss, Bill, who worked at Coca-Cola. He hired me in Coke. He knew my dad really well. And, um... My old boss, he lost his son. He lost. He lived in Palmdale, and he lost his son. I guess he was wrong place, wrong time, hanging out with the wrong people, and caught a stray bullet, passed away. So, you know, working for him, it was very tumultuous, right? He was always on my ass, always, always intimidating me, always trying to get numbers out of me. And then when he retired, or when when I when I left, and he eventually retired, like I've seen him a few times, and he's just like. He's like dad number two. You know, he's just cool dude. You know he's got your back. You know if something goes down, he's like a dad to you. And I realize the older I get, I value those relationships so much. Not because the ones my dad is lacking, but it's always good to have other people give you other perspective. People who've been through some shit. And um, I hope, I can only hope that if I'm make it to 60, 70 years old, there's going to be some young blood who wants to hear my stories. I'll tell him, hey, listen to the pod, dude. I don't have time for you, dude. I don't have time for your bullshit, bro. Listen to the pod. <laughs> like, I take all the stuff that I like and just don't apply it to any, in any part of my life. And, oh my gosh, honking, dude. You guys want authentic? You're getting authentic, goddammit. We're from the streets. No, but, um, yeah, that, those bonds are cool. Um, I appreciate them very, very much. And how awkward would that be? But my dad's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with your buddy, dude. Turns out he likes me more than you. No, but it's funny. It's funny seeing people so stuck in their ways because I could kind of see it happen with me. And I'm like, I could change. I could change. I'm not like that. I'm not like that, but I am. People tell me something, and I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I am. <laughs> like, my dad's a terrible driver. And one of the buddies was, like, just just trolling him the whole time. He's like, he's like, he's like you, you're a horrible driver. This guy was a cop for, like, 30 years. He's just, like, telling him how he's messing up on every turn, which my dad messed up. My dad drives with two feet. One on the gas, one on the brake. You're just, you're just, 
If you're car sick, you get car sick, good luck. You're going to be yakking. Give me yakety yak. Okay, I got a strong stomach. He's driving, then he'll slam on the brakes. And then he'll be like making a joke and he'll swerve. I'm like, dude, you almost hit that, you almost hit that stroller, bro. Relax. He's like, yeah, I'm good. Ah. I'm like, what the hell? But, um, what else? Yeah, so Transformers with Creeper, dude. Pff, watch that, dude. All the new Transformers suck. All the remakes of movies suck. And ironic part, all Shia LaBeouf movies are good. Every single one of them. Every single one of them is good. Including iRobot, when he's like the little kid in it. And like Will Smith's like, get away. And then he like, he saves his life. And I'm like, that's Shia. He always had like, he was kind of like that little dorky nerd kid. And then he became like this crazy person when he grew up. Dedicated to the craft. Shia LaBeouf, bro. Shia LaBeouf. Love that dude. I think he might be my one of my top three favorite actors of all time. Like, if there was a Shia movie that came out tomorrow, I'd watch it. I don't care what it was. I don't care what it was. Even if it was like Brokeback Mountain 2. Actually, I'd probably, I'd probably own that movie. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Two forces collide. Hey, what's up, man? I'm Creeper. <laughs> I can't quit you. <laughs> From the director of Fifty Shades of Grey. And Fifty Shades of Grey that's darker. And the darkest shade of grey. Your favorite trilogy comes Brokeback Mountain 2. Trouble in Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal like leaves Heath. Right, there's a, a tragedy. I don't even know the ending of Bit Broke Back Mount, but I imagine something happened, right? Jake Gyllenhaal left. He went to the big he left the countryside, went to the went to the big city, realized rent was hell of expensive, moved to South Central. And that's where the love affair with uh, Creeper started. I can't quit you, Holmes. No. Hey, I'm all for I'm all for um, equal rights, let anybody do what they want to do. I love it. Um, and if that movie came out, I would be watching it because guess what? Shia LaBeouf makes good movies only. He reviews them. He's like, let me have my, let me, let me help direct. Right. Let me, you know, let me get in there. You know what? He's like, he like modifies everything. He's like, let me write, hold on. Let me write into this. He's like, oh, you know what character? Let me get this permanent tattoo. So I am the character. That's the person you're going to get with Shia LaBeouf. Tom Hanks ain't going to do that shit. You think Tom Hanks is going to take a role on as a, as a street thug from inner city L.A.? Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. What are No. <laughs> Just go on the streets. What are you talking about? I'm Woody. <laughs> and this is my dog, Buzz. <laughs> it's like a slinky dog. This ain't no story, Holmes. This summer, Tom Hanks is... Spider <laughs> with a Y, spider. Well, well, gosh darn, dude. No, but that movie, The Covenant, I'll tell you on the plane, I watched it. That's how I know. Sorry, I went down a rabbit hole with Jakey G, my man crush, everybody's man crush. But The Covenant was so good, dude. 
watch it. If you guys like any type of movie with action, heartfelt feelings, I cry. I cried. And I, this isn't just a comedy podcast, guys. I'm vulnerable with you guys. I cried during the covenant because there's such power in the story, right? Like that brotherhood you get. I cried. I had my glasses on. And like I said, I put the little reservoirs underneath. And I'm joking a lot, but I really did cry. I cried for like a few minutes. But it was like a, it was a whimper. And then I had to just wipe away the tears. But that movie was so good. You know, I don't know if you guys know about it, but Jake Gyllenhaal, it's based on a true story. He was in Afghanistan 2018. He was a sergeant. And um, his team gets ambushed. He had, well, first, first of all, he, he had to get an interpreter. You know, there's so many interpreters out there who are part of that community. They join forces with the United States. So they're seen as traitors a lot of the time. And they get this new interpreter. But he has kind of like a cool, like shady backstory. He's like, um, he's really, he's like really good at interpreting. He knows five languages, but he also like is good with the gun and knife. So it works out in Jake Gyllenhaal's favor because his whole squad gets ambushed. And then this guy has to like save Jake Gyllenhaal in the middle of like Afghanistan with no help. It's crazy. So crazy. So I was watching on the plane. I was like, I realized I was making some weird moans, weird celebratory actions next to the people and the people next to me got some weird i got some weird looks that's for sure but i'm like what's oh yes jake yes kill him i love those types of movies dude dude sicario oh gosh any movie that has to do with cartels forget about it and i made i made my girlfriend re-watch the end of sicario like a month ago i made her watch it. i said hey watch the end of this she's like what happens i'm like Benicio del Toro, right? He's the hitman. He's a Sicario. Like in the beginning of the movie, his like daughter and his wife were killed, and now he like dedicated his whole life to just like being a hitman out in Mexico in Juarez. And um, he goes over to uh, he, you know, it's the end of the movie. He's all dressed in black, and then he kidnaps one of the like cartel drivers who's like driving the. Uh, the Mercedes and he uh, puts a gun behind his head and makes him drive into like his boss's lot and then once he's inside the property like shoots everyone down blast he has a silencer on his pistol blast everyone until he gets to the main boss like the main dude eating dinner out in a beautiful like foyer out in a beautiful garden him his wife and his two kids and then uh, he goes and he confronts the guy and the guy immediately knows he's doomed. And then he tries to sweet talk his way out of it. But he's sealed. And, then, and then the guy says, hey, it was never personal. It was only business. And then Benicio Del Toro slams the gun on the table, leans in with his family, two kids and his wife watching. He says, for me, it was personal. And then the guy starts realizing it's for real. He starts to panic. And then he says, not in front of my wife. So Benicio Del Toro immediately assassinates the whole family except for the guy. And the guy's just in shock. And then he shoots him. And I'm like, damn. Benicio took out a whole mob boss. I love it. It was so sick. That movie. Anything Benicio Del Toro. 
He's the best. He's the gosh darn best. I'm, I'm a cinephile. I love Benicio Del Toro. If him and freaking Shia LaBeouf joined forces in a movie, I would, God, I'd get, yeah, I'd get it yatted on me. I just get, I want to get Shia yatted on me in Creeper, Creeper a costume. That's what I want. And Benicio Del Toro, like wearing his little like black jumpsuit. I want to, I want to rock that. I might do it. I might do it. You guys are convincing me. I might do it. But, um, yeah, man, stories, 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 man. I Listen, I appreciate all you guys. Keep listening. We're on episode eight. We've been doing this. I'm, I've been doing this for two months now. I'm dedicated, baby. I'm in. I was trying to, like, maybe I'll do two or three. Then I'm like, you know, I'll do five or six. And then last week I was like, oh, yeah, seven. This week I'm like, I got to do it. I'm dedicated. I'm hooked on it. The sponsor, they're coming, dude. Sponsors, sponsors are gonna come at me like a like a freaking tornado in the middle of the night. Tornado warning. I'm gonna be chilling there, and I'm gonna be like, boom, tornado. But um, this week's episode is brought to you by Mexico. We got avocados. We got great food. Mexico. We've got handwritten signs. We've got street tacos, Mexico. We've got big walls around our country, Mexico. No, Mexico is cool, man. I embrace, I embrace my, I embrace my, uh, my culture when I'm here, man. I eat tacos, dude. I drink tecate. I, I do that dance, dude. I do it for the culture, baby. I stay living in Mexico, baby. No. But, um... But it's funny, this whole, uh... Hurricane Hillary thing, dude. Anything in the news nowadays, it's all blowing up. It's all blowing up. It's not gonna be anything you think it's gonna be. People are like, oh, like, you'll go to the grocery store and people are like, oh, Hillary's coming. I'm like, no, it's not. I should have I told the grocery store clerk and said, oh, do you live in, do you live in Hollywood Hills? Oh, it's going to affect you. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you live in Malibu Canyon? Mm. Yeah, you're in trouble. It's like, no, you have a one-bedroom apartment in North Hollywood. You're fine. You're going to be fine. You don't need to buy toilet paper. Nothing's going to happen to you. Oh, COVID cases are coming up again? Guess what? I got it three times. You're going to be fine. And didn't you get 18 vaccination shots? You're going to be fine. Everybody loves mass hysteria because guess what? They're too bored to think about anything else. They're like, oh my gosh, the news. Oh, oh no. Oh no. The news. I don't watch the news, man. I don't even know what's happening. They're like, oh, a hurricane. I'm like, no, it's not. And when I'm st- I was standing outside on, on the hurricane, the peak of the hurricane, I'm like, this isn't a hurricane. This is light rain. This is light, light rain. But, um, yeah, man, they're really... I mean, Charmin probably made so much money trying to sell this toilet paper, extra toilet paper. Crystal Geyser selling, like, discounting the cases of water so you can, like, load up in the event your house freaking flies away. Relax. People love watching the news. People love getting all scared. You know, they're all exhilarated with the possibility of the world coming to an end. They're like, it's exhilarating being in fear all the time. 
I gotta wear my mask outside with nobody's even around. <laughs> Does this hurricane cause COVID? <laughs> People probably be scared the hurricane caused COVID. Well, it's gonna be torrential winds. That means COVID's gonna get around quick. Yeah, you're right. That's where it came from. It came from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hurricane Hillary. The COVID starter. No. I, I still get a little... My blood pressure raises, rises a little bit. Now, hold on. There's another truck blowing its horn. It's honking at me. It scared the dog. The dog's all scared now. It's like, runs away, dude. I just let the dog run in the alley. Runs runs away forever. I'm like, oops. I just tell the ant, like... They all speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish very well, but I'm like, oops. They'll understand that. Like, el perro. Bye-bye. No, no, no. This dog's cool, man. This dog's trying to jump on me so much, though. He'll run up to, she'll run up to you and just jump on you. And this dog's huge. This dog's as tall as me. This dog just jump on me. I remember when I was a little kid, I had, a, I had this Raider shirt. I was like a... Uh, I wasn't a fan of football. I just liked the skull and crossbones. So my dad, you know, grew up, like, loving the Raiders in the 70s. Now he doesn't give a shit about them. But I had a Raiders shirt. And I remember my mom was dating this guy after she divorced my dad. And um, he had this cool, like, um, black lab named uh, Plato, like the uh, philo- philo- philosopher. Black dog, huge. And I'm a, I'm a little kid, right? I remember he jumped on me. We had a little side yard. He jumped on me, and his claw got a hold of my Raider shirt and just ripped it all the way across. And I'm like, I hate you, Blue. I hate you, Plato. My shirt was ripped. I'm all crying. The dog just looking at me. <laughs> but yeah, that dog, that's got to scare the shit out of me. Cool dog, though, man. I miss that dog. He was such a good dog. Like, looking back on it, he'd always run up to me, lick me, lick me, and then one time he jumped on me and ripped my shirt, and I hated him. There was like this side house. My mom dated this guy, and he had he lived in the countryside. He lived in the deep countryside. Maybe um, it was a place called Green Valley. It was about forty miles or forty minutes away from Valencia. So if you're if you're in Valencia, California, and you're going northbound towards like Palmdale, there's a canyon. There's a canyon there. It's called San Francisco which I always hated. I'm like, why can't you just be San Francisco? Why does he have to have the Quito to it? San Francisco. Like, this sounds like a mosquito in San Francisco. I don't like it. But you have to go through this curvy-ass canyon for like 25 miles before you get to this place called Green Valley. It's just a bunch of little houses in the middle of nowhere. But there's all these trees and there's so many freaking insects and animals out there. It's freaking scary as hell. And to top things off, like, this guy, he had this house. It was like three stories, all made of like everything inside was creaky wood. It was like, ee, ee, and the wood would just make noises on its own. So if I'm there with like my mom and him. They're like, they'll be on a different floor, everybody on a different floor, and you just hear like creaking. It's so scary. And then like, and f- like we'd go there over the weekend. Like, we'd, go, we'd be there during some of the weekends, right? Like Friday, Saturday nights, like at midnight or one in the morning. You'd hear bats like flying out of his, um, out of his attic, and they. That's where COVID was created, probably. COVID was created in Green Valley, man. These bats are psycho. It was like a freaking haunted house, and then like there'd be black widows. Like most of the time, black widows are like outside, like in a garage, or like they're hiding behind something that's really humid. These black widows are just chilling in the house. 
I remember running and like I remember running full speed to my room one time through this hallway and then there was a black widow dangling and if I kept running and stop it would land directly in my eye probably bit my head and caused my brain to swell so I could be dead right now from stupid ass black widow in that stupid house I hated that place it was so big this guy lived there by himself like my mom didn't even live there with him he just lived in this huge place by himself, and he had like this. He had a really cool uh, pool, but he had there are these insects that are always around there. Like they're created in that house. Never seen them anywhere besides that place. He called them vinegaroons. I don't know if you guys ever seen them before, but they're like huge. They look like freaking little mice, right? They're the size of a mouse, and they they're like white. They fly, and they have these huge like black and white stingers on them. They're the scariest looking bug. Oh my gosh, I wish I could show you guys. Type in vinegaroon on Google. Those things are freaking scary. But anyways, he'd have to clean the pool out. There'd be like 10 vinegaroons dead in, on the bottom of the pool whenever we went in. So a few times you'd like be swimming and you'd step on something and luckily it wasn't its stinger. You're like, oh my gosh, those things are scary. Yeah, like we had like tennis rackets to swing at them to like kill them. Like you can't get a fly swipe. You can't even tell you have these tennis like baseball bats. You gotta like, like rats flying rats and they're probably they're probably like the offspring of like a freaking wasp and a bat they did one day got it on in the attic and they made these freakish freakish things that came out of straight out of jumanji and then he had just bees he had so many bees right you had to walk up these stairs this like little curve of stairs to get to his pool and there'd be so many goddamn bees because he all the the, the stairway was all blocked off it was like overgrown like I don't even know what the hell the fruit is. Right? These little tiny, these little tiny flowers, little tiny flowers with like a little green, like plasticky green with a little flower, like a little bud. And the bees would just, there'd be a thousand bees on it and they'd be all overbone. So you have to brush against the flowers to get in there. I got stung so many goddamn times and it made me terrified of bees. I'm like, hey, let's go swimming. And I'd be like, I have to walk up like, 10 yards up these stairs of bees oh hell no i got stung so many times and then i just jump they'd be like chasing after you piss you just jump in the water i remember one time i, I just ran up the stairs as fast as i could i probably stepped on like three or four bees i jumped in the water thinking i was safe i just jumped in turns out i shouldn't have done that right there's like two vinegaroons in the pool I luckily I didn't step on it. They were in the deep end. But the second I pop my head out and get up to dry myself, because I jump in and jump would be really cold. I jump out. I got stung in the I got stung in the elbow. And I was like, ah! And the bee was just there dead. It's just like I like he sacrificed himself just to like represent, give to prove a point. He's like, I'm gonna sting this little bitch because you stepped on my family members. Dude, insects are so spiteful, dude. <laughs> so spiteful. You've seen red ants, dude. You act like you're walking. They're, they're building a house where you walk. <laughs> like imagine us, we, had, we were giants, right? Or like we, we were living our lives and there were giants who roamed the earth. And there was an area where, like a campground where all the giants hung out. Just a big dirt lot. And we knew, we're like, okay, this is an area where there's always giants. And then you have the audacity just to build a home where the giants are. 
and then you're walking to go get like food at the grocery store and then you get stomped on by a giant you're like ah and then like hey marco tony johnny go get that man and then they try you're like yeah let's go and they try to like bite the foot of the giant then the giant just kills them too and it's just a vicious cycle but they're spiteful man they don't forget these insects don't forget <laughs> they run deep no red ants dude bulldog ants whatever the hell they're called those things are crazy bro i remember i went camping like a month and a half ago near temecula um and hey, i got bit again sorry it's eighth eighth reference to mosquitoes on this pod no but i was i was looking down at these these bulldog ants and they were like they were carrying full-on items there was like this stick that was like like a popsicle stick and there was like 12 ants carrying it i'm like what the heck these ants were impressive as hell man bees can't do that shit bees can't carry shit i mean yeah they're carrying honey or doing whatever the hell they're doing i can care i, could, I couldn't care less what a bee is doing dude Ooh, bees. Listen, I know bees, honeybees do a lot of stuff, but what do what do wasps do? I can just eliminate all the wasps. The yellow jackets? Freaking uh, bumblebee. Bumblebees are in pointless. They just float around. What are they? The, the fucking, like, they're like the leader of the honeybees. They're like, oh, here comes Johnny. Or like they're, they're like just the, they're like the really respected, overweight Italians of the bees, right? They're like, hey, feed me some more ravioli. And they're just sitting there and like they have two women feeding them feeding them they're like a boss like a mob boss they don't have to do any of the heavy lifting but they make a call and they can get like vinnie killed hey they, everyone calls him like uncle 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 hey my boy pass me some more garlic bread do italians do italians eat garlic bread i actually want to know and i want to find out if i want to go to italy and be like do you guys got italian bread here i mean garlic bread italian bread Y'all got Italian bread, a.k.a. white bread. I go to Subway a lot. No, but uh, garlic bread, dude? Mm. I remember growing up, there was this, there was this brand called Oh Boy. And I had like a little picture of this jolly little kid. And he, he was so happy about that garlic bread. And I'm like, that's me. Love garlic bread. Do I dip it in like the sauce? Mm. There was this pizza place we went to talking about Italian food, right? This pizza place we went to growing up in Santa Clarita, we'd order it every Friday, right? It was called Guido's. It was right down the street from us. I'm like, A, awesome name, right? As an adult, Guido, I love it. But they had a motto on it. It said, it's the crust you trust. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. The crust was so thin and weak. It wasn't like anything, but they just called that because it rhymed. And it was a type of pizza which was good and bad. Like once, if you ate it right out of the box, you're good. The first slice, first two slices, always good. If it sits there for five or ten minutes, it's gonna leave like a it's gonna leave like a body mark. <laughs> you know, like when they like scrape up like a corpse off the ground, there's like slime underneath it. They outline it. That's how the pizza was. It would become like it would become the box. You'd peel it and you'd get cardboard with it. Just could be so greasy. You just be like, and then you got to just twist it into like a taquito, wring it out a little bit. So much grease on it. <laughs> I had this buddy in high school who was kind of like a narcissist. He was kind of like a, uh, I don't talk to him anymore. He was uh, cool by himself, hanging out by himself with him. 
by yourself with him, cool dude. But around other people, he always had to like put other people down. He would just like make jokes on everyone, just projecting how insecure he really was. But um, after high school, I hung out with him for a little bit, not too long. But um, one day, he, you know, in high school, he was like super fit, right? He'd like play basketball. He was on point. And then after high school, he just got so big. Like, I'm like, damn, dude, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen this kid in like a year. Look, he just ate every day. Cinnamon Toast Crunch every single day and never went working out ever again. He probably put on 150 pounds. I'm like, oh my gosh. But anyways, we're trying to hang out. I, I don't, you know, I'm not dating the guy. I don't care about his health. I mean, I want him to be healthy, but he's like, yeah, let's come over. Let's chill. So he was still the same way. He'd troll me. He'd be like, dude, you're so skinny, man. I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be that way. He's like, what? A, he's like, oh, like, can you eat this food or like, do you need like a salad? I'm like, well, a salad sounds kind of nice, but I'll eat this. I'm not going to make a difference. Dick. <laughs> but at one time I went to his house. He had like this apartment and he dated this girl who was also very skinny when they first met in high school. And then they just went full. They just gave up. I don't know what happened. But after eating this meal, I started realizing, oh, now I get it. Oh, I see. It's all starting to make a little sense right now. But he would like, he had this big like pot, like a cauldron, right? One of those huge, like unnecessarily large pots for the thing that you're making like a huge like stew in or something for like a family of 37. He had one of those and he just pouring like, he was pouring like just tomato, like, like tomato sauce into his, pouring tomato sauce into his, pouring some water in there. And then it turned into like this like tomato base soup, right? And then he just got, like, he, he had two packages of the ground beef you buy from the store that's not lean. It was, like, literally 60%. It's like it said 60% lean, so 40% fat. He just opened these up, and he threw them into this, this cauldron, and they bubbled. And this, as they were bubbling, there was a thick film, a thick film of, like, yellow stuff that rose all the way to the top. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all the fat just got incinerated. Now it's all in there. Then he'd stir it around. Put the top on it. About 20 minutes later, he's like, hey, you want to eat? I'm like, yeah, I was actually pretty hungry that day. I was like, yeah, let's get some food. Saw him throw everything in. I learned all the details later, right? I looked at the packages and there. It says 60% lean. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I buy like the 98% lean meat. This guy's getting 60%. And uh, he opens up the top. Smells pretty fine, right? Smells just like, like, literally ground beef, a shit ton of salt inside, like a tomatoes paste. I'm like, this is, I guess this is like a soup. He had like chips. I guess you dip it, right? Okay. So he opens it, and there's like this yellow film on it, and he pours it into my bowl. And I'm like, mmm. I'm like, not too much, not too much. He pours it in. I eat it. Immediately, 10 minutes after finishing this little half of a bowl, my stomach's going insane. It's like, I'm like, oh no. I lived close by. I'm like, hey, bro, I gotta go. I went home and just unloaded everything in me. It was like dumb and dumber. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah shit was crazy, bro. That's, that's why I bring it up. 
that place down the street from us, Guido's, that pizza was so freaking greasy. I just roll it up like a taquito. Like I said, I drain it out. I'd eat it. I remember one of those slices, man, made me feel like shit. Oh my God. <laughs> the little kid just eating nonstop. And then you stop when your stomach, it just starts going crazy. You're like, oh no. Uh oh. <laughs> just a full ounce of grease just barreled into your body. Body has to figure it out somehow. Jeez, man. I'm just thinking about the years, all the shit you put in your body. I'm like, damn, I just want to drink water and eat leaves the rest of my life till I'm 100% healthy. <laughs> Yo, David Ayer, man. I just thought of his name. That's the director. He directed all those good movies. Oh my gosh, David Ayer. Dude, that guy can make a movie about anything. Imagine him with a movie about with Leonardo DiCaprio. <sighs> Leonardo DiCaprio is a street cop. Of course, in South Central. That'd be so sick, dude. He's like, put your hands up, Leonardo. Never owns. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf is like Creeper. It's like a, it's like a origin story of Creeper. This summer, from the man who brought you End of Watch at Harsh Times, comes a new story about gangs and corruption in South Central. The character we remember as Creeper is back. Hey, what's up, man? I'm Creeper. Let's do this thing, man. He's back. The beloved character you remember from Transformers. Rise of the Cholos. <laughs> it's like Jake Gyllenhaal, is it, too? No! Get shot. Leonardo DiCaprio's like, no! Oh my god, I would watch that in a heartbeat, dude. And oh my gosh, dude. Forget about it, bro. Forget about it. I'm in. Sign me up. No, but um, hey, listen, I appreciate you guys listening. It's around that hour time. I'm gonna have to cut it short. Things are getting a little dicey out here. Things are getting a little dicey. Went from hurricanes to gangs. Went from tornadoes to uh-ohs. But um, listen, I appreciate you guys all listening. Um, you guys just mean the world to me. I'm shocked and I'm befuddled by the response that I'm getting. And I hope you guys continue listening. Because listen, I'm going to bring the heat every week. I'm bring that heat, baby boy. And I love you guys. And this has been another episode of Stories with the man they call Ice. Cold Drizzly. All right, guys, take care. Peace.